Welcome to the Beef Brunch Educational Series podcast, bringing you information on cattle production and management in Louisiana and surrounding states. Hi, everyone. Thank you all for joining us for our Beef Brunch News Update on Tuesday, August 17th. Um, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Vince for our update in Central and South Louisiana. Thank you all for having me this week. Um, Central and South Louisiana, we've had a break from our monsoonal spring and summer, early summer rains. Uh, we've pretty much dried out and, and most hay producers have had an opportunity to get the big rank gorilla hay out. So uh, yields are big, um, uh, but the armyworms have, have been very prolific and taken over uh, what any new growth has come about since, since this first cutting has come off. Um, so the battle goes on with, with armyworms and uh, there were a number of people spraying over the last uh, seven to ten days uh, with uh, some not aware of the pyrethroids uh, not effectively uh, taking control of some of those species of armyworms out there. Um, some that we were able to make contact with or uh, making that tank mix of a pyrethroid and or with, um, you know, the demolin or the, uh, you know, the demolin generics. And that seems to be working. Uh, Intrepid is another one uh, that has given some relief. Uh, but uh, when used to using pyrethroids, they used to contact kill and a quick uh, resolution to the issue. Um, but the birds are, are indicators that they're still having issues. And it seems to, to go on for three to five days following the application. So there is some concern. And as we spoke to uh, just prior to the coming uh, to airing this uh, update, um, you know, they want quick results and, and don't want to spend no more money than they need to. So um, it's 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 a dragging event. So uh, our temperatures, our, our weather forecast again is uh, 40, 50, 60 percent over the weekend. We had two 80 percent days and no rain, uh, which I guess is a good thing uh, in most cases. But we're getting to a point where some of our pastures and hay fields could use that rain uh, with you know, six hundred dollar uh, urea prices or nearing. Uh, we, we need to be more as efficient as possible as getting those uh, urea applications out or any nitrogen or complete fertilizer blends out uh, with, with some rainfall so uh, to ensure that next cutting. And here we are mid-August, uh, so it's, it's, it's imperative that we, we do things efficiently and effectively to, to make that next cutting. But um, horn flies are still uh, pretty prolific, and uh, we've had a few producers pinning cattle and putting ear tags on to last the duration of the summer. Um, had a number of calls regarding uh, some of the uh, fly and IGR minerals not giving the control that they've seen in the past. Uh, so the insect issues, whether it's armyworms or horn flies, is, seems to be an, an undaunting task here to try to manage those. But um, those those things are going to be a year in year out thing that we manage. Um, I know Jason's going to cover the markets, but here locally in central part of Louisiana, um, you know the uh, processing cows, kill cows, if you would. Are still, you know, uh, high yielding cows are still in the 70s, uh, you know, from 68 to 72. Uh, high yielding bulls are, you know, 98 to a dollar two. Uh, the, the better cattle, calf feeder calf wise, uh, you, we're hitting that dollar 50 to dollar 60 mark in some cases. Uh, again, the planer cattle is where we hear the complaints from uh, that, you know, the price is not as solid as some of the better cattle. So, um, <clears throat> but cattle in generally in good shape. Uh, as Lee alluded to, over the spring and summer, you know, our pastures are in good shape. We've got plenty of forage out there. Uh, cattle are in good shape here. Uh, but moving into the fall, 
uh, ryegrass grass, uh, prices become an issue. Uh, we saw some updates from Dr. Twidwell today out of Oregon. Uh, you know, the uh, potential shortage of seed. Talked to a couple, a couple of distributors that usually get rail cars in and have those in place by now. They actually had to send crews to load the cars in Oregon, get their crews back to South Louisiana to unload them. So um, the shortage of labor is, is, is hard felt across the country. So um, that price increase uh, is not only going to be because of the shortage of seed, it's going to be because of shortage of labor and, and what's going into it. So can anticipate some expensive uh, ryegrass plantings uh, if you intend to do so, um, which fertilizer prices at you know, nearing not all-time highs because back in 2011, 2012, we saw $1,200 urea. So um, we're, we're not at that point yet, but it's going to be expensive. So uh, it's going to be uh, imperative that we, we manage and, and do the best we can with what we have to deal with. It might be a good time to take advantage of some of those good co-cow prices if they're not working for you. So that's about all I have right here for the central region. We're in the heart of the rice uh, harvest right now. Uh, that is a common practice here that we bale rice straw for uh, winter feedings. Uh, not the most nutritious, uh, but it is a standby with ryegrass and some other supplements. So uh, we, we're having some of that going as fields begin to dry out and your weather conditions, field conditions are better. Uh, we're starting to see some ryegrass, uh, I'm sorry, some rice um, uh, rice ch chaff or if you would white rice straw being baled for uh, winter feeding so um, pretty mundane in, in general but uh, we, we move on and and you know the hopefully the fall gets here with some better weather and better temperatures thank you and i know i'm going to sound like a broken record but vince just said it and i'm just going to reiterate so um he was talking about taking advantage of those coal cow prices and uh, Vince and I were at Dean Lee Research Station today, and we were working with some of the other guys to determine pregnancy in our cows. And so that's one quick way of going through and kind of figuring out who needs to stay this year and who doesn't, because who's going to give you a calf and, and hopefully make you some money and who's not. So um, as you start planning ahead and planning forward, thinking about that, that's one pretty quick and easy way to go through and kind of make some of those determinations while you still have um, still have those good prices instead of holding on to them, spending more money on them and waiting until Wait until we don't know what prices are going to do, if they're not going to stay up or if they start to decline. So, um, Lee, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you for our Northwest region update. Thank you, Ashley. Glad to be with you all today. Uh, northwest part of the state is uh, predominantly hot and dry. There's been some uh, scattered showers just about every day, it seems. You see some pop-up showers. Uh, kind of relieving some of this uh, dry weather and, and heat. The heat has been on for sure. Uh, most everybody has had plenty of windows to put up some hay here in the last couple of weeks, last three weeks for sure. Uh, same story, what uh, Vince was alluding to about the worms, you know, any, uh, any new growth we're seeing, we're just inundated with worms. It's, uh, uh, they're, they're really a problem this year. As we've been talking about, hate to be a broken record uh, too much. The folks that hadn't been getting any of these little pop-up showers, th those that are, are the ones that are really dry. Uh, talked to a, a, a guy actually earlier today that is uh, going to consider uh, feeding a little hay here in the next few days if we don't get any rain out of this next little event that they have forecast uh, for us. Uh, just He's he missed out on a lot of the pop-up showers that, uh, that that several of us have had. 
And so pasture conditions are mixed. Uh, still say overall pretty good, especially for this time of year. Um, gotten a call or two over the last week or so about perillament. We've talked about that a lot, talked about it, I believe, on one of our beef brunch uh, educational series. I think it's accessible through the um, through our YouTube content there and uh, uh, starting to see quite a good crop of perilla mint, uh, putting on flowers and so on and so forth. Uh, a lot of people have really tried to focus on some control this summer on that, especially those that have lost some cattle to it in the past. Uh, just be aware it's that time of year be on the lookout on it um, as Vince stated fielding a lot of questions about uh, ryegrass and ryegrass prices and plantings and and kind of uh, planning out the the next season and and the next uh, mode as far as our operation goes and you know I, I want to kind of dovetail and add on to what Vince stated and what Ashley uh, added to as well about planning and whether or not to to keep some cull cows or go on and send them. I, I think that, you know, the decision on these lighter spring-born calves this fall is not going to be as easily made as, as it has been in years past. You know, in, in the past few years, going back to the last time we had a really strong market, which was six, seven years ago, uh, but go, going back in the past, you know, in the fall time of the year on these lighter spring calves, I'm thinking anything below 500 pounds, you know, uh, when you get ready to wean them and get them pulled off those cows come August, September, or October, it, it was kind of a no-brainer, plant your ryegrass, you know, take advantage of that better market come around springtime. It, it's not that easy a decision this year. I'm not going to say what's right or wrong this year, but, um, it's not going to be quite as easily made as in years past uh, due to the strength, as Ben stated, and I'm sure Jason will talk about in his market reports, is the strength of these calf prices just straight off the cows are, are showing in, in town. And you couple that with high fertilizer prices, high ryegrass prices, um, low potential hay stocks, depending on where you're at. Uh, it's going to make the decision to retain some of these lighter calves and graze them or heavier calves too, uh, a, a, a tough one uh, for sure. And uh, I'll, I'll wind up actually uh, by uh, going over something that we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that's the state fair hay contest, state fair hay quality contest to be specific. That's uh, something we've done for several years trying to uh, showcase producers out there that really do a good job putting up quality uh, uh, hay, quality forages for their cattle. And we've, we've got all the guidelines and, and updated rules and regulations out now. And so, Ashley, I think we should be able to post that with this video maybe. And if you need it, uh, if you would like to enter some hay in that, I know it's, it's funny because we talk about how uh, poor a hay a lot of us have made and how little or, or uh, the, how how ranked the hay's been, but there has been some good hay made this year. I've talked to some folks. I know Jason's got some folks that's really uh, knocked it out of the park, especially on some earlier cuttings. And so we want to showcase these producers, and we want to showcase the the good hay that you're putting up. And of course, there are some prizes involved. So if you want, if you have any questions on it, you can ask any of us about it. Ashley, we'll get that posted somewhere. Uh, reach out to us if you'd like to enter some samples and I'll wrap it up with that.
All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. We'll post that link in the video and podcast descriptions. Um, and then our contact information is always at the beginning of the video as well. Our mind's in the podcast description if y'all have questions on that. Uh, Jason, how's it looking in the Northeast region? We, uh, we caught some much needed rainfalls over uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we had gotten pretty dry, which said that wasn't all bad last week. There was a lot of hay put up last week. We actually even uh, worked on a project with uh, with the risers here in Union Parish on uh, uh, on putting up some sorghum Sudan. Uh, thanks to Lee and his crew at the Hill Farm for providing a little oversight on that. Uh, that Lee and him have been doing that for the last couple of years there at the Hill Farm and uh, he and Stephen have definitely provided a good bit of oversight on us. Uh, trying to do this over here and uh, it's been very helpful but uh, um, had an opportunity to ride over towards the east side of the state um, last Friday. Uh, there's lots of dust flying from the grain trucks and the combines. Uh, they are wide open cutting some of that corn. Uh, visiting with some of the county agents over there, those, uh, those initial yields look good. That's about all I can get is a look good. So normally that uh, that's a pretty good indicator that the uh, uh, that those those guys are happy with what they're seeing um, and as you get into the eastern side of the corn belt if you look at the national monitor the eastern side of the corn belt looks really good uh, it's the western side of that corn belt that uh, this this got some pretty good struggles with drought right now so um, as you look at the uh, the USDA's um, August World Agriculture and Supply and Demand Estimate Report uh, it showed 2021-2022 U.S. corn outlook uh, with lower supplies, reduced feed and residual use, and increased food and industrial use, lower exports, and smaller ending stocks. Um, we had really hoped that uh, um, that we'd get we would get a a WASD report that uh, that showed a little bit more positive for the livestock feeders, but uh, we didn't get that. So projected beginning stocks for 21-22. Uh, were reported at 35 million bushels higher uh, based on lower use forecast for the 2021 year. Uh, corn production for 2021-22 is forecasted at 14.8 billion bushels. Uh, that's down 415 million bushels from the July projection. Uh, it also showed a 4.9 bushel per acre drop in the national corn yield to 174.6 bushels per acre. Uh, because the industry expectations averaged 177.1, so that was what the the prognosticators were expecting that uh, that national corn yield to, uh, to be. Uh, December corn futures responded by trading at the highest level since we had seen in July, uh, with Thursday's high of five dollars and ninety-four cents a bushel. Uh, so as always, we'll continue to to monitor those crop conditions and yields. Uh, right now, everything you look at in terms of the uh, national drought monitor is the eastern side of the corn belt is kind of balancing out the western side of the corn belt because you're going to have expected really high yields on the east side, but uh, because of drought pressure on the west side, some of those yields may be depressed. Uh, so we'll continue to monitor those closely and um, any positives that we get in the, in that next WASD report can have uh, pretty significant impacts on what corn futures look like. Uh, choice box beef cutout values continued sharply higher, um, um, posting record-breaking weekly gains, and I, I debated on whether to put that in there or not, but uh, 
they are they are still breaking records. Uh, they closed the week. Those uh, choice box beef cutout values closed the week uh, $22.73 a hundred weight higher than the prior week at $311.73 a hundred. Uh, that moved the cost, uh, moved the choice select spread. I'll spit that out in a minute. Moved the choice select spread $5 higher um, week over week to $23.38 a hundred. This week's fed cattle prices were firm in the south with a few trades in Kansas at $1.25. The bulk of the sales were $1.21 to $1.22. In the north of the bulk of the sales were $1.25 to $1.26. In the five area feeding region, fed steer negotiated cash sales ranged 119 to 128, which is a slight improvement from our last visit. Uh, on a confirmed 63,100 head. Uh, so futures struggled all week to have any kind of significant movement up or down. We just kind of um, are, are just kind of in a uh, in a stalemate right now. The futures are waiting to see what the cash market's going to do. Uh, so there, uh, there's just not a whole lot of movement right now. Uh, those futures on Fed cattle did end uh, the week with August down 40 cents at 122.75, October down 37 at 128.12, and December down 12 cents at 133.82. And as you compare that to the beginning of the week, that, that was just not a whole lot of movement in, in that class of cattle. Uh, so five to 600 pound steers, medium and large ones and twos. Uh, as Vince said, he was spot on. They're selling from 151 to 162. Uh, so again, those uh, those planer type cattle are going to be on that uh, that dollar fifty and less. But those uh, those higher end cattle are trading well into the dollar sixties. Uh, so that's steady to two dollars higher from the previous week. Seven to eight hundred pound feeder steers, medium and large ones and twos, sold from 132 to 144. So on the low end, that's $5 lower, but on the high end, that's $2 higher from the previous week. On that same class of cattle, futures ended the week with August trading down 65 cents at 158.05, 63.07, and October up 15 cents at 165.77. Uh, those lean coal cows on an average were 58 cents to 64 cents. Um, um, which is just slightly lower compared to the previous week. Uh, really, uh, when I say slight, we're talking pretty slight changes there week over week. As we move into our feedstuffs, uh, soybean meal is up $9.85 a ton at $387 a ton. Soybean hulls are steady at $155. Cottonseed meal is down $15 at $300 a ton. Uh, we did not have a report this week on whole cottonseed. Uh, rice bran is steady at 140 a ton. Corn gluten feed meal is steady at 585 a ton. DDGs are trading up $12.50 a ton at $180. And corn is steady at $5.67 a bushel. And that's all I've got, Ashley. All right, thank you. Um, I will put information, so Jason talked about our Northeast Region Field Day that's coming up, Beef and Cattle Forge Field Day, um, 
beef cattle and forage field day it's a monday um that's coming up on thursday september i don't remember now <laughs> both of us are making faces for those of you that can't see it i see your lips but i don't hear you september 16th thank you so thursday september 16th i'll put that information in the video and podcast description as well um and then also link as we said earlier the hay contest um that lee mentioned so with that um i think that's all that we have for y'all today and we will be back with y'all in a couple of weeks